You are listening to Figuring Shit Out with Dr. Nikki Naradin, where you can finally get yourself out of that state of confusion. Confusion is the stealer of dreams and move into some clarity so that you can really like live your passion, your hope, your dream, anything you ever wanted. It's all possible. You could feel better really, really quickly. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hey, 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 everybody, it's Dr. Nikki, and you're listening to Figuring Shit Out with me, Dr. Nikki Naradin. And uh, this podcast is coming out a tiny bit late because I just spent the last week in a small fishing village on the Bering Strait, which is part of my job, but there's very little connectivity there, which is great because in some ways I just get to be there, work really hard, and be with the people. But that means that sometimes I hadn't planned ahead and didn't get this podcast out. So I'm back now and I'm going to get this podcast out as soon as I can. And there is so much to talk about. I have figured so much shit out. It's beyond belief, but we're going to start the podcast the way we normally do with the commitment. So we're going to say it together, close your eyes, read it if you like, but know that this is always available for you. From this moment on, I joyfully promise to never give up on my dreams and goals. I choose to remember always that the whole world is mine to explore, and I need never be alone in figuring it out and making it just right. That I was born worthy and lovable without condition, and whatever brought me to this place is just the journey to my present and future self, and not the sum total of who I am or who I will become. Yay us for continuing to go after that hope and dream, to continuing loving ourselves as best as we possibly can, and to know that our future is still unwritten. I love that Natasha Bedingfield song. Every time I hear that song, I cry. I don't know if you guys have that same experience with it. I I don't feel like she had anything else that made me cry like that. Like, pocket full of sunshine or whatever else she wrote, but that particular song unwritten, whenever it comes on tears, even thinking about that song, well up in my eyes, the, the idea of a blank page that we are going to fill in the way that we want to, that we get to decide something about our future and not only based in our past, that nothing new has been created from what we were able to do in our past completely, that you could not create anything new unless you can visualize, see, somehow move forward into a completely new path of something that you've never done before. So everything is possible. I really believe it. And I think anywhere we don't believe it's possible is just our early crap programming, whatever oppression is going on happening. And that's it. And once you know that and you can watch it from the outside and be an onlooker as opposed to in it so damn much, then you'll be able to see that. So A Course in Miracles, we're on lesson 29. We are flying through this stuff. Even if you just consider it, it's a huge deal because what that means is you're considering changing your thinking. And we're talking about that all the time. It's the only thing that you have control over. You have barely control over anything else, although you might want to but your thinking is something you have control over. And this particular lesson definitely 
brought up feelings in me because I have an odd relationship with God. And lesson 29 is God is in everything I see. Now, God could really be anything. I don't believe God as the white bearded man in the sky watching over us. I I think that's a bunch of bullshit just to keep men in particular controlling things. But I do believe in the power of the universe, meaning that everything is happening for a reason. Everything is moving in some direction. There is always a little bit of change happening, that we are all energy, that we are energetic beings that attract or unattract other things. Like I I do believe in that. And so I use God as this acronym, the G-O-D, the Generating, Organizing, and Delivering Power of the Universe, because I do believe that the universe brings whatever it needs to bring. And, And when I think about the law of attraction, the law of attraction really is about me putting an intention, a thought, a vibration out there, and then continuing to head in the direction of that vibration. And people also sensing the vibration that I have and either coming to me or going away from me, depending on what that vibration is. And I think that's pretty exciting too, which also means that we do have the possibility of of deciding to think something different. But what I see in this lesson is that there is a oneness in the universe, a purpose in the universe. So everything's been put in this world to do something, to have some greater shared goal, even the table, the chair, the whatever. So if you look at it with this oneness in it, with love, appreciation, and open-mindedness, now that doesn't mean that you have to accept every person into your life that you think is harmful to you in some way. You could decide to not necessarily engage, but that doesn't mean that you don't get to look and think about it in any way you want. I think that's where things get confusing, that if we are open and loving and willing to think differently, we believe that we're somehow tacitly approving of things that we don't approve of. I think that when we're looking at it more open-mindedly, then we'll have the bandwidth to be able to change whatever it is that we need to change. And we're doing it just for us. And you get to invite into your life anybody you want or not. So like I said, I I was at a new fishing village and I'm going to do this one a little bit quicker because I have to get to work. I'm in Nome, back in Nome again. And this is my second fishing village. And so there are about 30 fishing villages on the Bering Strait, which we service here in our hospital in Nome. And the providers often will have one specific village that they are responsible for and go out probably every other month or so in order to directly take care of the people that are out there. There are clinics out there with certified health aides that are Uh, I was going to say manned, but somehow they're staffed by local people who have taken a certain certification and learned a certain amount of healthcare in order to provide services. But usually they're related to everybody in the village. The village is so related to each other that this 
they've been there for 10,000 years. It's somewhat autonomous. Most of them own the house. I don't think they pay taxes on it. I'm not 100% sure. But, but the villages are isolated sections, mostly of Native Alaskans. And so the last village I went to was a wonderful village. And I went there every other month for two years. But nobody adopted me or somehow I couldn't figure out how to make a friend. So it's interesting how I said nobody adopted me as if somebody was supposed to and it was all their fault. There must have been something that I was putting out about somehow not wanting to be adopted. And I do really, really believe that. But I'm generally a friendly person. I am an extrovert. I get a lot of energy from being around people. Not that introverts are not friendly. I think that they don't get quite the energy that I get when I'm around people, I think in some ways they need to recharge from whatever goes forth in terms of socializing. So for me to be someplace for two years and I slept in the clinic and I provided services and I had lovely relationships when I was in the clinic and never once to be invited to somebody's house was a little surprising. Now, everybody has a million reasons why they believe that's true. I mean, the oppression that happened to the Native Alaskans, especially under European, Russian, white, American expansion and desire for resource has been so tremendous. So the idea that some people had is maybe they just don't trust me. The other idea is that I come and go or we come and go. So we're not there consistently or that will leave eventually. So everybody's afraid of somebody leaving, which I find so fascinating because there's nothing guaranteed in terms of people staying and people leave all the time. And the only thing we're absolutely sure about is death at some point. But I just couldn't get behind the idea that just because there was a possibility that I could leave, that nobody would kind of swoop me up and take me under their wing as a family member or a possible friend or a loved one. I've been working on this idea that everybody is my friend, everybody is my ally, meaning that I meet a new person and I kind of fall in love with them. And whether I see them or not just doesn't matter. They are my best friend, at least for that moment. And they have forever changed my life in that moment. It's kind of like, and we've spoken about this before, like when a kid goes on a playground and they're swinging with somebody or you know, sliding with somebody or playing a game, that that is the most important person and thing in the world at the moment. And they get to be connected and love each other fully. And I just don't believe that these people think differently about that. Maybe I have to work my way in in a certain way. So anyway, it got really hard in that village. And you know what I say, that that if things are getting hard and somehow they're not congruent with what it is you want to do or what you envision for yourself, you either change something or something will change for you. And something did end up changing. I ended up hurting myself and I made some excuse as to why I couldn't get on and off that small plane. It wasn't really an excuse. It's very hard to get on and off it. It's a floating stairway. I wrenched my shoulder. I couldn't really move it well. It was winter. There's a lot of reasons. And so I stopped going for a little while and another provider went and time passed. And I thought maybe I just won't go back to a village. And I felt guilty about that because here I am 
in this area, ready to service people. And I wasn't completing the responsibility of what I signed up for, which was that I was going to go to this village. So again, I felt bad about going to the village. And then I felt bad about not going to the village. So clearly everything was out of alignment and out of balance. And then something else happened. Another provider left who had two villages left a village without a provider to go there. And so I was asked if I would go back to this new village. Now that's a little bit fascinating for me because usually people would want to continue with the provider that they'd been seeing for the last couple of years. So I thought my boss would absolutely ask me to go back to the old village just for some continuity of care. Nobody ever complained. I've done a wonderful, great job. But instead he asked me to go to this new village. So I thought something's moving in some direction that I don't have much control over. I guess I'll go to this new village. It turns out the new village is part of my team. We're separated into teams. It would be easier related to case management stuff. And I had heard that this new village, their personality was different than the other village's personality. Now, why is that I wouldn't believe that considering that every human is different and whether you're native Alaskan or not, that people respond and act differently and and that this was actually a really wonderful and friendly village. Now, not that other villages aren't friendly, but this one seems more open for some reason. Anyway, I went to the village with an open mind and this idea that there was something that I was putting out that was making me inaccessible as a friend, as a human, as a possible future family member, as a person to be invited over for dinner. And I really worked on it. And when I say I worked on it, I worked on all of the areas in my life where I feel unlovable, all of the areas in my life where I feel like I'm too hard on people, all of the areas in my life where I feel like I'm disappointing, whatever it is, I have them. We all have them and I get to think about them and I work on them in so many different ways. I could be tapping on them. I could be coaching on them. I could be going early, which means that I go back with my present self and whatever allies I bring along with me and talk to the little girl that felt that way, can forgive the little girl that feels that way as opposed to, and then get to cry really, really, really hard about where I wasn't thought about well or whatever it was. And I seem to be able to come with a new attitude to this fishing village. Now, when I got there, I definitely was love bombing them a little bit much, which means that I was kind of saying things like, which was true, but saying it probably a little too soon and a little too often about, I heard this is such a great village. I'm so excited to be here. And one of the health aides said, how do I know you really mean that? Like, are you just saying that? Now, I don't know what my purpose to saying that is other than maybe to ingratiate somebody to me a little bit more. But I definitely got that I was coming on a little bit too strong there. So I toned that down. And it was a sweet little village, a little bit smaller than the other village. It was a gorgeous day out. It was beautiful. It was surrounded on one side by a river, the other side by the ocean. And it turns out that this particular village really do a lot of subsistence work, which means that they are right on top of what the land is providing, what the oceans are providing. 
which fish are around for that season or that particular time, what greens are up, all of it. And they really worked the land. It was it was so beautiful to see. Now, now I'm a vegan and I call myself an Alaskan vegan, which means that if you hunt it and kill it and you are providing for yourself in a subsistence type of way in order to survive in a way that you've been doing for 10,000 years and you offer me some, I'll take it. Whereas I'm not interested in exploiting the animals or the land or anything else or people's bodies on the lower 48 or in all the other states. And so basically I am completely vegan when I'm back in, um, on the mainland. And here, if somebody offers me something that they've caught themselves, I'll definitely eat it. But the first day I was there, somebody came, this beautiful person, actually the person who said, how do I know that you're not lying about hearing this about us? She was kidding, but not really, came with her two teenage daughters and she swooped me up. I love the term swoop me up and took me out to pick beach greens. And beach greens are this wonderful green that grows in the sand that you cut off that tastes almost like pea shoots. They were just amazing. I could throw them on a salad with my Trader Joe's goddess dressing. And we went out to the beach and picked for hours. And I had enough salad for the next couple of days. And that was the first time. It was my first day there. And somebody had swooped me up and took me out and we had a wonderful time. And then the next day she invited me over for dinner. And then I went over and I had moose kebabs. Oh my God. And some crab that they caught during the winter. And it was really, really lovely. And then the next day, another person swooped me up and we went on this great ride all the way down the beach for miles through the sand in their truck. And it was so beautiful. And so I had decided, because I was really tired at that point, I had just gotten off the plane from New York to Nome. And then the next day I went immediately to the fishing village. So I'm jet lagged. I'm four hours behind and I'm going to a new place where I knew nobody, but I trusted something in my ability to know things, to stay connected. And here I was in a new village with new friends and loving it. So I'm not sure what, what the point is here other than things are mutable and changeable. And if you're open to it without feeling victimized and somehow working on the part that you play in whatever happens for you, the only part that you have control over, things will change or they can change or you'll learn some kind of lesson. Anyway, it's so exciting. I have a, a village and I kind of love them and I can't wait to go back. And that doesn't mean it'll be that way all the time. But at this moment, I am riding on the happy, wonderful emotions. All right, guys, I'll speak to you next week. And I love you. If you want to get in touch with me, you can at Nikki at drnikkinarodin.com. I am just republishing my new book, which will be out soon. And I'm hoping that everybody will get a, a copy of it. I'm going to put it on a 99 cent sale. Um, it's specifically for moms of teens, kind of exploring the struggles that they have in connecting with them. But 
all of your support to get this work out would be so appreciated. And I love you all. Have a great, great day. Hey, everybody, if you want to work with me and really figure shit out, get unstuck and off the emotional roller coaster and heading towards your passion, and I know you can, get in contact with me and let's work together. It'll be worth worth it for the life of your dreams. Okay, you can get in touch with me at Nikki at drnikkinaridan.com. That's N-I-K-K-I at D-R-N-I-K-K-I-N-E-R-E-T-I-N.com. Take care. Love you guys.